Welcome everyone to the Good Old Boy Podcast. I'm your host, Buster Caballero. Let's get to the show. Go. Yeah. So, headphones, you can hear yourself. And if you didn't have it, then, and this is the whole thing I learned is, if you didn't have it and all the little creeps you hear, the setting should like knock that out. You shouldn't hear that in the... Okay. But it's just like I'm hearing myself move around and stuff. Yeah, so. you'll hear the like all that and the That'll chairs and everything. Gotcha. But how all you right. been, bud? I've been good. I've been good. You've been busy? I've been busy. You I feel like are. I don't see you anymore, man. You're busy. I'm busy. I know. We had, we had us a pretty intense season of life together. We did. We did. I need to get back into it with you. I, I, uh, I always tell myself I'm going to spend some time meet up with you guys in the morning. Seems like I've been doing the gym a little bit more lately. but uh, 5 a.m.? I know, I know. I go to the gym at five. I try to go three or four times a week. So, do you like the gym in the morning, or I like the way getting into the gym in the morning starts my day out because it's like a box that I can check that I know I'm probably not going to check if I don't get it out of the way in the morning. So, I went on a pretty good tear of hitting the gym in the afternoon. You know, rucking in the morning, gym in the afternoon, and my gym in the afternoon has dropped off tremendously. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm starting to f- obviously feel like the age, I guess, come to me, and I think I need to find the balance that long term, and I, I've never been great at that. It seems like, you know, I've done, well, you and I did 75 hard before. I was good about doing that, but then when you, you killed that thing get too. done with it, I <laughs> lost all my habits over slowly over time, so trying to find a little bit of balance, I guess, so, yeah. Ba- balance isn't true. Haven't you heard that this, that's the new uh, the new speaking point? motivational speaking point yeah it's not balance you you never have balance in life yeah yeah but <laughs> there's a book out there strength finder that they talk about like uh was it like 80 percent of people in the world have two things in their out of like there's like five parts to your life there's like spiritual financial mm-hmm. family social and like 80 percent of the world have like two two of those things like knocked down like locked yeah. down but very very few people have all five i guess so yeah that's uh that's something I've always looked at is where am I at physically, mentally, relationship-wise, you know, all, all those things. Yeah. And it's a good good thing, the coach, I'm working with a coach right now, and she was, uh, the big thing she told me was like, I'll tell you this, in all my experience, if you have faith and like, or you're a religious person and you put that at the center, she's like, nothing else competes, and then you you, you have yourself a little bit more of a balance. Yeah, she's like, and I, you know me, I'm always at church and volunteering, yeah. and I've always had that. So for me, I'm like, yeah, that is kind of true, you know. Yeah, I wish well, the money would compete a little more. <laughs> I hear you. I feel like that's like the rat race. You try to even in business, you're trying to figure out how to how to get yourself where the cash flow is heavy, and you feel yeah. like you can take a breath and relax. But it seems like every time, like for me personally, every time I get businesses where I want them cash flow wise. I don't know who was it. Grant Cardone one day said he goes for broke every year. I'm kind of the same way. Like right now we're real heavy with cash and we're starting to invest a bunch. And yeah. I told my wife, I said, come November, I'll have nothing in the bank and I'm going to be stressed out because yeah. I'm trying to level up on, on things like that. So that's a, that's a hard thing in business to like, you, you want to have the cash reserves, but then all of a sudden you get to a point and you're like, I got to do something with this cash. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, um, I always like to have cash, and obviously things like COVID make you really think about that. But 
it, you, it, you can sleep a little better at night, but I think you also become a little, a little lazy in business. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't watch the numbers as close when you've got money sitting there because you can kind of afford to make a little mistake or you can afford mm-hmm. to be loose with it. I think where I've always uh, excelled when I think back to business is when I didn't have any cash and had to be really creative. Yeah. You know, certainly fun having more cash than less. I'm not going to say it's not, but I think back to some of these businesses where we shoestringed it and had to be creative, had to put sweat equity into it. And there's, that's certainly a part of it that you have to, you have to get through as but that, well. That's a, cer- a certain part of business that people don't realize is people think, oh, if I had all the money, I can. If I had money to do this, I could do this business and stuff like that. And then you really, money's a good tool, but it's not the right tool for everything. Yeah, absolutely. You, I, like sometimes you got to get creative. Sometimes you got to, you know, I wonder who was the first person who said, you know, what we're going to go do, get that sign that fell off, go to the road and just spin it. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that? Sign spinners. Those guys, sign are, those spinners. guys are 20 to 50 bucks an hour now. They're hard to hire. I really? To use, yeah. I have to use those guys in the weekend sales for haircut salon, for salon haircut sales. So. Man, they're uh, to get a guy who will actually stand out there and not just go sit in his car when no one's watching, uh-huh. they're pretty expensive, <laughs> or one that can do the actual tricks, I guess. 20 to 50 an hour. Uh, he, there's a company out there you can use, I, I'm pretty sure they're 50 bucks an hour, but you can sometimes you get to know the guys well enough, you can kind of call them on their off weekend. And I like the guy who like he stands on the corner in the Uncle Sam outfit, and that guy yeah. is having the best day of his life. I know, I need to hire that guy. I saw him on, on 146, is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, right there, 146 by the uh, Home Depot, I think. Yeah, that's I think it's marketing. A, I think it's a tax service or something he's there oh, for. Yeah. But it's, he's happy. Yeah. Well, most of those guys have music in their ears, and they're just dancing. They're just the kind of person that yeah. likes to dance anyways and doesn't care if people stand up. <laughs> Every time I've ever done it, I've always had like a mask on, like a costume. So oh, like, <laughs> what's, been, what's been the costumes? Oh, uh, when I bought our first hair salon... And we had again, we had no cash. Uh, I, I instead of buying like a really expensive, nice costume like the the official Great Clips costume, which is a shampoo bottle, <laughs> I went on Amazon. I bought like seven costumes. I bought like a a Darth Vader, a Mister Incredible. I had, uh, I think we had a couple like just every weekend we do a different thing. So then people started kind of going, "What's the weekend? What's this weekend going to be?" Plus, they're cheap costumes, yeah, you know, so you can yeah. sweat in them and throw them I got away. A, I got a pickle one. There you go, pickle, yeah. Yeah. Every, every year around Halloween, we uh, when Halloween's done, we'll go out and just look and see if there's anything funny. And we got a pickle one. Yeah. They got yeah. the unicorn one that I love wearing. Oh. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, like I said, I, we did it and it works. I mean, people definitely take notice, if, if anything else. And mm-hmm. that, was, uh, that was the first salon we bought back in, uh, gosh, what has it been, 2017 now? So. You are you are an epitome of a serial entrepreneur, and I love that about you, man. The uh, everything new that's popping up, yeah, yeah, with you. I know we haven't got. Like you don't said, even know half the stuff I've done. I think you just know the stuff I'm doing now. So I know the stuff you're doing now. Yeah, I know some of the stuff that's you you were working on, and then yeah, I'm sure you also have stuff that you tried and was just like, ah. Oh yeah, I um, I think I I told a story to somebody one day, but. You know, when I was 24, 25, I wanted to be a real estate developer, right? I didn't even know what that meant at the time, but I wanted to try to do get into real estate by like anybody. And I uh, went and got my real – I actually bought a small kitchen and bath remodeling company, and I was literally remodeling kitchens and baths. And I had bought like a Buy franchise. Buy and build? Yeah. I had bought a <laughs> franchise and 
found out quickly I hated it because, you know, people call you at 2 in the morning because you've got their whole kitchen torn up and they freak out. But um, I ended up getting my real estate license and met a guy and, you know, we started building homes. We built about 25, 20, 25 homes a, a year. And I was 25 years old driving, like, you know, the base model Dodge Ram and, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, just putting money away, thinking I, I pretty much made it, figured it out. And then uh, I don't know if you heard about 2007 or 8. No. The economy wasn't very good. <laughs> a few little things happened then. <laughs> yeah. So I lost everything. But um, that was a uh, that was a humbling experience, you know. So my wife and I, we, Lauren at the time, my girlfriend, but um, we actually still have the receipt from Kroger, like the 10 for 10. Uh because we didn't have any money to buy groceries. And it wasn't yeah. like we looked broke. We just were broke. Yeah. You know, you can only bleed so much so fast. And, uh, you know, it kind of kept me out of business for a long time, that failure. But I tried a couple other things and failed at all that, too. I, I, you know, at the end of the day, you learn from those experiences. But I, you know, I was pretty ego hurt by those things. And then I went in and, you know, just went and kind of got a regular job like everyone else does. And, uh it wasn't really until I just felt so suffocated in my job or just maybe the calling of getting back into business that I felt like I had to try something. And it, you know, I really kind of wasted a lot of years there because I would, you know, had a lot of doubt doubt in the beginning, you know, from losing Mm -hmm. a couple of times already. And I heard all the stuff people hear, right? Oh, your average person's failed this many times and all those things. But when you're living it, it's very hard to... Yeah, it sucks, and and you and I think today's age, you see these people on social media, they make it look so easy. So then you think, well, if I can't make it look that easy, then I must not be the guy, you know? It's so, not. It's yeah. I mean, I've you know me, I've had a few businesses, and some have worked. Really, I'll be honest, I don't think any of them have really worked. <laughs> we got but the mosquito thing, right? Here. Mosquito's still going. I, I was thinking about you at Bayside the other day when the dude, mosquito was about to carry me off. Dude, it is like. <laughs> I am like this rain that has been coming down for the past three weeks. And I've got like three customers that I'm like, hey, look, it's not the right time. It's not the right time yeah. yet. I can't spray for you yet. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even. It's just going to get washed away, right? Even, it's got to like sit. Yeah. It's got to sit for like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And I can go spray some. Like today, uh, I was out in the field and a guy called me. He's like, can you come by? And I went by and all of a sudden it started storming on us. So I'm like, just sit there in my truck soaking wet afterwards. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. But I don't even advertise them, but you know, I had, I had the gun business. I had a few other things that. here yeah. and there. So, I mean, the mosquito thing is like, to me, that one's like, uh, like that falls in a category kind of like, I think like landscaping or termites. Like it's like a, you just got to get out there and I think just pound doors down yeah. and pick up contracts. And but I don't even do that. I know I just, you don't. I know you don't. I I, po- I keep it small and social and things like that, yeah. and it's uh, yeah. Because that's well, and by the way, that's that's okay, right? Knowing yeah. that you don't want to go do that because that all involves people and salesmen and commissions, and now yeah. you're talking about so and so told me you were going to do this, and you're doing something else because yeah. he's a bad salesman just trying to close a deal. And there's a whole different set of yeah. And and in fact, I was spraying one the other day, and I'm like, I got to adjust my business. I gotta adjust my model. I gotta my offerings and services, and I'm just like I, I need to tailor this down a little bit. Because just for instance, I was like, it's it's kind of too complicated for what I want this to do. Yeah. So, and it's so funny because you know I got a synthetic offering and a organic offering. Everybody wants organic. Really. Very few people get the synthetic. Hmm. 
That's I, more expensive, I'm guessing. Organic's always more expensive. Yeah, it's it's not much more expensive. But yeah. I even I use it around my house here and I love it. it smells like garlic. Really? Yeah. It's like garlic. It's garlic. It, like I'll spray my whole yard. It's garlic. It's safe for the pets. It's all that. Yeah. The other stuff's it's safe too. It's good, but everybody wants organic. Hmm. But that's but, cool. I'll probably have to call you here pretty soon because I'm waiting for the mosquitoes to start. So. I'm waiting for it too. <laughs> <laughs> How's your Airbnb doing? It is, uh, so we survived our first summer. <laughs> survived? Okay. We're surviving. You know, you, people get into these things and they're like, I want to have 10 of these things. And I'm like, yeah, I want to have 10 too. And I'm like, I need a year under my belt. The summer was good for us. We did have a few little things pop up. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a hundred year old house. And we also had a record hot summer. Yeah, so AC's like and, yeah. people were coming in and it's like, it's hot. It's a little hot. And I'm like, yeah, it's, we're, we're getting some hot stuff now. We got to do some more maintenance to it. Yeah. Uh, apparently a hundred year old house to plumbing. Sometimes you gotta, if somebody will just flush all kind of stuff down there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's good. It's learning and I'm loving it. And I want to get a year under my belt. And I think if I can get a year under my belt in this, I'll, I'll know how to weather it. Because everybody will tell you, you're like, oh, you just do this and do that. And every Instagram person who you follow who's an Airbnb specialist talks about it all. But there's a few people who are talking about, like, like you and I were mentioning right before we hit record, the, the things, you, the challenges you face. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to talk, oh, yeah, just do this side hustle or this thing yeah. and you can, you can get into stuff. it. And it's, you know... The times when it's like eleven thirty at night, and I gotta drive my butt down to Galveston to take care of something, or yeah, uh, you know, emergencies. I've been waiting for this rain to let up so we can go do some insulation work in it. And you guys are like actually doing a lot of it yourself too. So that's the part mm-hmm. too. Is like in the beginning, you're kind of wear all the hats, and yeah. then you you eventually get at least a little bit bigger where you can afford to pay a couple people to to yeah. let you scale. You know, yeah. you're not at that point yet. You're at the point of no. wear all the hats. My understanding so. is if you get 10, you can manage 10 on your own. Yeah. If you get more than 10, then you're crossing into that area where you need a team, like truly yeah. a team. I mean, yeah. right now, but it, of course. Or I'm, some really good subs. I don't, yeah. Or a team, is that what you mean? Like, yeah. Like you need, so if you're going to be handling all that and it's in a busy area and things like that, you got to have a got to have a good uh cleaning crew you got to have a good handyman you got to the and right now the handyman is me yeah and my partner you got to you got to know trades you got to know an electrician you got to know a plumber you got to know mm-hmm. a you know this guy and that guy so little things like that that you pick up on yeah i mean i see that like in the great clips like when we, we i guess we're about to have 13 locations and uh I used to do some of the maintenance myself, and now I've I've got maintenance people and electricians yeah. and heat and air guys, and it it's always something. But that's just part of at that volume. That's just what it is, right? I like, anticipate it. I'm yeah. Like I'm just I got somebody staying in there. I'm like, here's everything that could go wrong, and I'm running in my head. This is the play I'm going to run on that one. This is the play I'm going to run on yeah. this one. And then. I wish I'd gotten more. I wish I'd gotten back into real estate. I wish, uh, and I, I probably will at some point here. I'll, I'll do some things and I'll get back into it. But it's going to be an education for me again because things have changed in twenty years. Yeah, it's when I was in it. It's so, more expensive. It's definitely more expensive. I got a, I got a good friend. Uh, he's a real big home builder, I guess, or 
seems to be a really big home builder. He builds about, I guess, 50 houses a year. And uh, he, he was sharing with me kind of the difference in lumber prices and what he normally runs in a given month, like from one month to another month. And it like doubled. And now it's like he's seen it drop. And I'm talking, I'm talking like millions of dollars a month worth yeah. of lumber packages. Yeah. And so he sees it like on a huge scale and like it, you know, and how that affects his have, business. Yeah. I got a buddy of mine. He does home building too, but he's done like, he's done all kind of, he's got rental properties. He's got doors. He's got, he, he's done big deals. He's done small deals and everything. And now he's like, after this much time, he's like, I'm zoning in on houses this size, this what, this is what it's done and yeah him and i talked about it a lot because he was saying look why not teach you how to build a house and then you can airbnb it he's like because i can build you a house cheap enough to where you and i'm like yeah maybe so concrete stand floors and yeah yeah it's it's like everything yeah. and then i even asked him i was like what about the luxury like the the more luxurious side he's like hell no <laughs> hell no because then you're dealing with people who like if if this doesn't line up or this little thing is off he's like these people are you know way more it's kind of like the houses we live in around here it's like here's what your choice is yeah you get x y or z i don't i don't, I don't know i mean i definitely think that their comfort zone's probably in a lower price point but i think when you deal with a hiring client they also tend to you're not arguing with them about pennies you know, no. I, I I don't know. I'd be curious if it's easier with a high end versus a lower end home. I'd have to ask my mother-in-law that she, you know, she manages, they manage 300 properties in Galveston and they have about 30 that they consider luxury mm-hmm. and 270 that are anything from a condo to a little house. And yeah. I'd be curious what she would say. I mean, she's got bandwidth, right? And mm-hmm. data points. Those are all data points to me. But think about someone who's, think about someone who's going by like a Ford F-150 yeah. Versus someone who's going by a Mercedes Lamborghini, like the they're like a yeah. the price point nitpickiness. Let's put it that way, you yeah. know. Like you go to a real faint, you go to Chili's, you get your steak. It's one thing. You go to like your fancy steak yeah, place, maybe. and you get, uh, yeah, this is not exactly not what I want. Yeah, yeah, bring me better. I want better. I want better. Yeah, I'd be curious. I, like I, I mean, we. No, I guess another business is Poseidon, right? And that's obviously high-end luxury. Mm-hmm. And we deal with high-end customers. And I think since I last talked to you, we're actually building a new company called Turks Tour Company, which is actually, you know, I wouldn't say lower-end, but it's lower-end price point. And so we're about to kind of find out the theory, <laughs> which one's which one's easier Solo, to deal man. with. You jump in. You're diverse. You're, oh, you're man, the dude. diverse. You've got, yeah. you, you're, you cut hair. You got your great clips. Yeah. You got your luxury yachts in Turks. Yeah. And then now you've got the trolley. Yeah, I bought a trolley. They actually just sent me the paint samples. We're getting it painted turquoise. How do you find a trolley in Turks? Or are you having to ship that I over? I bought this one in, uh, well, my business partner started looking for one. So I, t- you know, it's like anything, you get to know a place and you kind of think about, okay, what do I see in the rest of the world and would it work here? And uh, there's no, I mean, obviously no one even knows what a trolley is down there. And, uh, so we started getting kind of noodling the idea, and at first it was real dismissive. It was like, I don't know, trolley? Who, who buys trolleys? Like, who's even going to drive a trolley? And then I started kind of thinking about the numbers of it, and I thought, okay, if I found a trolley for a good price, and at first I went into it, like, let me find the cheapest trolley I can find. And then you start to realize these trolleys are like buses, and you want to have like really high-end transmissions on them, mm-hmm. and really high-end engines on them, and you want them to be built 
for commercial use versus residential use. Well, those are like way expensive. So I got to know like a really good factory, I guess, that, that, that builds like 40% of all the trolleys around the country. And they've also built buses for like New York City and mm-hmm. Chicago. And these people, like they have like their whole process, like the parts they use, everything's like high end. And uh, they call me and they're like, hey, we happen to have three trolleys that just came back. We never get used trolleys, ever. Someone already bought two. We got one sitting here. It's about six years old. It's got about 100,000 miles on it. These are V10 Fords in them. And uh, he's like, we're literally going through the entire trolley, redoing the whole thing. Uh, we could maybe sell you that one. But it's on the border of Wisconsin, Canada. Ooh. And we have to ship it out of Miami. So my business partner was oh. thinking he was going to have to drive it down to Miami, which is you know, obviously these trolleys aren't made to drive no, thousands dude, of miles. No, haul that shit. Come yeah. on. Yeah. So these guys actually worked a deal out. The, the trolley is going to deliver September 15th, and they're actually going to deliver it to Miami, and we'll get it shipped over to Turks, and then we'll buy a second one in January. So, so. what is it? So what does it take <laughs> to get a trolley brought? Because, I mean, you and I have discussed the, like, logistics of business in Turks and Caicos. So. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they like, make a lot what? of their money. They make a lot of their money on import. Uh-huh. Right, like the, anything you import in the island. Obviously, a lot of people like to go there, but the reason things are so expensive. I, s- I saw like probably ten families I know who yeah, are in Turks. Yeah, I, I we see some people. Um, you know, we have some friends that went. We've taken friends with us before, but you know, everything's forty percent, fifty percent import tax. So, like, mm. I always tell people, and this I hate to use this example, but this is the example I use is. You know, a 12-pack of Bud Light that you buy at the store, I think, I don't know what that is, $13, $14, maybe mm-hmm. 15 bucks. In Turks, that is 65 to $70 my cost, like grocery store, not not, not a hotel thing. 12-pack of beer. And 12-pack of beer is 60 bucks. $65 for Budweiser. It's uh, 88 for a 24-pack uh, of uh, of Corona. Yeah, almost $100. Huh? So you're almost like kind of paying what you'd pay in a bar yeah. for the beer. But it's because they have to fly it, right? Yeah. Everything has to be flown in there. Nothing's made there. You can buy local beer for kind of more what you'd consider normal mm. prices of beer. I only say that because that's what we deal with in charters and business. But Yeah. Um, and then funny enough, there's certain things that are cheaper, like uh, Johnny Walker Blue is at the same price in Turks as it is here because the import tax there is similar to what the import tax is in the U.S. for hard liquors from outside the country. So, Dang. Yeah. That's so yeah, the trolley importing it—it's going to be interesting. So um, we just imported a new car down there for for our team, and uh, it, it takes about two months to kind of—it's got to go to the port, and they have to inspect it, and drug dogs have to walk the thing, make sure you're not trying ask to ask questions. And yeah, you got to own it. You can't have—you can't finance anything. It's got to be owned because no one wants to let anything leave the U.S. that you own. A, you have a mm-hmm. loan on. They don't want to go into the country that has a loan on it. It's got to be new enough. They don't want you to bring a bunch of crap on the island. It's, it's like, stuck. hey, yeah. you owe money on this uh, trolley and boat. Oh, man, that's the hard Come part. Come get it. That. Yeah, Come take the... it back. <laughs> it's on an island in the middle of the Caribbean. Yeah. Is that the, the Caribbean? It is the Caribbean. It's the easternmost island. And, uh, you know, it's way out there. I tell people, it's like I think it's like 670 miles from Miami. So it's far. I mean, Miami's down south. and It's 670 yeah. from there. It's just north of Dominica, about 45 minutes south from the southernmost Bahamian, Bohemian island. And um, if you look at the last 100 years of hurricanes, literally 99% of them literally V off and hit Puerto Rico or V off and hit Bahamas. And I mean, knock on wood here, I'm going to screw myself, but 
like 99% of them always turn right up, right at the, like at the last minute and 50 miles off the coast. They'll, they'll oh, start shit. to work one way or the other. Or if they do go over because it's the easternmost island, the hurricane hasn't picked up the category three yet. It hasn't gotten just quite into the warm water of the, of the Gulf to really start to, I guess, brew, no. get bigger. So we're like we're actually watching one right now. So. Watching three of them. Yeah, we're we're watching one. That there's one I think I don't know what it's called. My my business partner, he's the yacht guy. He's, he he watches the weather, but we're watching that one because we have to fly down there in a couple of days and move some boats. So no. how many boats you got now? Four. We have four boats. We have Calypso, the first one, uh, which is the goddess of something, uh, music or something like that. We got Salacia, which is the goddess of salt water, uh, and that's our bigger boat. It's our sixty three foot. And we have Iris, which is the one my wife uh, named, which is the goddess of rainbows and deep oceans. <laughs> and then on the new company, we have two more boats. We're, we just bought one. We're about to buy another one, and we're naming those. We're, we're naming those Maverick and Goose. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Just an homage back to a, a cool movie. So yeah. Even though it's Navy, my buddies in the Navy would love it. My guys in the Air Force would probably give me a hard time about it. But yeah. Who's 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 that going to be, Clint? <laughs> yeah, Clint probably won't like that name. A bunch of Navy names. I saw him for the first time in a while. Though. I saw he came rocking with us, man. I know. There's a there's a lady on my son's baseball team. Apparently, it works with him. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's always like, I always see him just on the podcast. I don't know, podcast on the you know, I guess company Zoom calls or something. Yeah. He's always doing presentations for real estate <laughs> deals or something. Well, uh, Tim. Was uh he was heading out on uh to like craft or uh sombrero the other day and he's like man I saw this guy running on the side of the road and I looked at him he had a floppy hair and I was like look at this hippie and I was like there's Clint <laughs> does he have long hair now yeah I gotta check he's that. longer yeah he does his his little stints he goes through but yeah. yeah I actually was just talking to one of our buddies a little earlier tonight I was watching the U.S. Open I guess it's uh was it Serena Williams last last U.S. Open, she's retiring. And our buddy Nick, who went to college with this uh, tennis player, he's like there watching it. So we were just, those are two guys that know each other. So mm. It was yeah. funny. One night we're, uh, we're down in Galveston at the Tremont house. We're all been drinking and everything. And I walk around the corner, I see there's a guy in a Air Force uh, uniform, like he'd been to a wedding or a ball or something like this. And I'm like, what, what do you do, man? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm an Air Force. I was like, I got a buddy of mine who's in the Air Force Academy. He's like, I was in the Academy. And I'm yelling. I'm like, Clint, here's an Academy guy. He's like, Buster, I don't know everybody that went to the Academy. <laughs> Turns the corner. He's like, but I know this guy. Like, smallest <laughs> world. It was crazy. Dude, I saw a car driving down the road the other day. It said Air Force Academy grad. And I thought. Chances you know them are because you did. So you went to the you went to the Air Force Academy. I went to the Air Force Academy. Clint, when the Clint and I both did, yeah, yeah. You uh, did you play water polo there? Or wa- yeah, I played water polo there, and uh, uh, I was a swimmer, but I played water polo there. So, nice. yeah, it was uh, I played it up until my senior year. Um, we were playing base uh softball league. And I don't know, we're college guys, and we we were all drinking after a game or something, and started roughhousing and. I was trying to, I don't know, wrestle with my buddy, and everybody fell on top of me on the baseball field and cracked my ribs. Oh, shit. Broke two of my ribs. <laughs> and so I had to, like, forego my senior year because I literally couldn't breathe. I remember, like, going to the doctor, like, two days later, and he's like, you've cracked both these ribs. Oh, shit. So I only, I only I say I only played to my senior year because I was injured after that. <laughs> Hurt myself playing softball. 
<laughs> what they make you do after that? Be like, go swab the deck or, oh, you know, man. go polish the jets or. Well, it sucks because when you don't play, you know, you're not getting to leave the academy and go to California and spend yeah. your weekends in the sun. You know, you're, you're stuck at school. So, yeah. We're, Senior year's not bad, though. We're heading to uh, Colorado yeah, next year. We're planning like our family trip now. And uh, yeah. my father-in-law wants to take the boys to like, his goal is to take the boys to all the institutions. So like yeah. uh, Air Force Academy, the yeah. Naval Academy, the uh, all those. And You'll have to give me a call. We have a, my old sponsor dad uh, was part of the Leadership and Character Development Institute there at the Academy. So he can get you guys on base. Oh, that'd be cool. I got some friends, I think, that teachers there too now. So. Yeah. It'd be a good experience for them. So that's. I think the one you like the most is probably Annapolis. It's the prettiest one. Really? Yeah, it's in downtown Annapolis. It's. I mean, it's, I mean, these those schools are like three hundred years old. They're I pretty. Know. Yeah, I remember we would we would go to the academies to play them. You know, water polo. West or Annapolis had a, a water polo team, and and uh, like you get there, and like all their history is like, you know, Civil War history. Yeah. Like literally, in, like the generals that have come oh, out yeah. of there, and the I think I think their lunchroom is called King's Hall, and they literally have their own farm. And it was, I think it was what was it called? Sentin something farm. It was like their own milk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they literally have their own milk from hundreds of years ago. And you know, the Air Force Academy was like built in like the seventies, and it's all retro looking. You know, it was built mm-hmm. in fifties actually, fifty six. But so. yeah, those some. I'm excited about that. Get the boys out and do all that. Yeah, so. they're great schools, man. Listen, I I was probably not your model cadet. Yeah, anybody that knows me from the academy <laughs> would say that. I was, I'm you know I just wasn't. I was a kid, you know. But yeah. uh, um, they're great schools. I mean, they're, I I didn't realize at the time how hard they were to get in. Uh, I kind of fell into it just out of being in sports, but um, really good schools. My buddies that are still in the Air Force do a lot of really incredible things and and have all gone on to do. You know, you know, Clint will tell you too. I mean, we just got buddies that just do some really cool stuff. Yeah, and we got out. You know, we were out. We were the guys that you know pulled cords real early. But uh, they're all getting ready to retire, man. That's just crazy. I mean, they're all full bird curls. I mean that that is something. You know, you you join an institution like that, and there's, I mean, just in general, the guys that I know who have went in at like eighteen, nineteen, and then now all of a sudden I'm at the age right now, and it's like. Yeah, I'm retired from life or what? He's like, yeah. yeah, did my time. I'm like, dang it. Yeah, that's like, I mean, if you're a full bird, I don't know what it is or here, but it's, I don't know, 50, I don't know, 60 something grand a year, rest of your life, something like that. I don't know what yeah. it is. I, I, I think I used to remember it being that it could be totally different now. So inflation. Yeah. I mean, sorry, not inflation. <laughs> Transitory, whatever the hell's happening right yeah. now during that. So, you know, I think too, though, that's a scary thing. Like, I used to do a lot of recruiting for people leaving the military and going into civilian jobs and mm-hmm. I would speak at all these they have a thing called SAC conference which is a service academy career conference for like West Point Annapolis and those guys are nervous because they're like what do okay, they know they're like what do I do? And this stuff doesn't translate to the real world and a lot of times it doesn't because it's very military driven unless it's logistics or contracting mm-hmm. or finance but you know I think what a lot of people are looking for in the civilian world is leadership and integrity and the yeah. ability to get things done if some, you ask someone to ask you and so you always have to kind of draw those parallels for them because that's a nervous place to be, you know, changing mm-hmm. a career after 20 years. and Yeah. Oh God. What do you, yeah. What do you do after that? What do you, what have you been doing? Yeah. And now how do you transition those skills into the, 
into that role now. So Yeah. Well, they're getting ready to come up on it unless they stay. I think if you make full birding, stay a certain amount of time. If you make one starting, stay a little longer. I think employers are going to be scrambling for talent. Like, really, really scrambling. And I was explaining this to uh, some of my customers and just people I talk to in general, how for the last couple of years we'd always been talking about the older generations looking to retire and, you know, you have people who need to fill their shoes and do all this and they've occupied jobs that haven't been open for 30, 40 years and taken mm-hmm. it. And now, like, since COVID happened, it's like they are dropping like flies. Yeah. They are. The amount of guys who, like, I would go to their offices to go talk to them and not they're, like, not in there. Like, hey, where, where's John? Oh, John quit. He retired. <laughs> When? Like a few days ago. Yeah. Like I was, I I just talked to him last week. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. They're they're coming in and they're like, I really think they just go, I'm done with this. Yeah. I I mean, I different than oil and gas. I mean, I think about the hair salons because that's like very people driven, right? Mm. And we keep a roughly, I don't know, 50 to 70 styles working for us. And the last few years have been super challenging. I mean, you... We've had to go back and raise pay, you know, 20 to 25% just to kind of keep ourselves competitive. And obviously, you have to raise prices when you do that because we're in a mm-hmm. low-cost volume business. We're not in a, uh, you know, high-end type of service. So, you know, we were, we were, we run on a, a much thinner margin. So mm-hmm. we're more sensitive to payroll, if you will. Um, so I see the same thing there. I, my cousin's actually a turnaround manager at a plant. I won't mention which one. And... He uh he got into the turnaround manager job and really 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 after four and a half five six years just decided I don't want to do that anymore, and they were not going to let him out of that job. They were like, "You can't leave this job." And they finally said, "I'm going to quit on this date if you don't move me out." And they finally like, "Okay, we'll let you go into maintenance." Yeah, but you got to do two more turnarounds for us. Like, oh shit! So he's he's like counting the days down, you know, but that's cause they don't have anybody to fill in the job. You know, the, what I'm seeing now is your senior guys are like five and 10 years. And then your like experience is coming in. And it's funny because you'll have like an engineer straight out of school. He knows all the information, but he doesn't know the field work. Yeah. He doesn't have any experience. He hasn't seen around the corner yet. He just knows what it's supposed to do. Yeah. But it's really cool though, because those guys where you went from the guy who was 30, 35 years, who's like, I don't want to change anything. I'm getting ready to retire. It's going to stay like it is. I just need to throw a bandaid on it. Yeah. The younger guy comes in and he's like, I need to understand all this and I need to make this like work for the next 30 something years. So it's like, okay, I will explain all this to you. And I'll show you how to really get this thing humming now. Like yeah. the the and and they're all like, yes, let's go, and they'll fight for it, and they'll work. And I'm like, yeah, I like these young guys now. Yeah, they're they're they want to make a name. They're curious. They want to make yeah. You that's know. good. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some of that. I think, and those are two extremes, right? Mm-hmm. You just described the guy at the very end of his career, and the guy that's yeah. there's probably something in the middle of the same. But you're right. People tend to, it's worked for this long. Don't rock the boat. You know, yeah. it reminds me of like the old sacred cows. They don't want to. They don't want to touch the sacred cow. So no. new guy doesn't care. New guy, <laughs> no, nah, kill him, slaughter him. Let's yeah. go. Let's, let's get move some on more. The next thing, break it, break the toy, and let's re, let's make it better. Yeah, so. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but it, yeah, I mean the people thing is definitely. Uh, I, I I've seen it. I mean, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. It's it's gotten. It's interesting. I don't know where everybody's at. Maybe they're maybe they are retiring. I don't know. So have you heard of quiet quitting? 
quiet quitting? Yeah. No. It's a new thing where you go in and you just do your job. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like, you don't just shit the bed on it, but you don't also go above and beyond. Yeah. You're like just. You just get by. You just get by. Yeah. And I, you know, like I listen, I love working from home. It allows me to do a lot of things, but uh, it's definitely, uh, there's no doubt. Efficiency has dropped in the workplace. I mean, it has. Don't call anyone at three thirty on a Friday because there's no. You might not even call them at three thirty on a Thursday because they no. just they're not answering their phone generally. No, it's you know. I tell people all the time too is that there some people are like, oh, we have Teams now and video chats and we can do all this stuff, and I'm like, that is probably the one thing that killed culture. Yeah. Because as much as nobody wants to be in a meeting, think about it when you go to a meeting. You're able to actually like be yeah, in front of someone, and it's emotional, and you can, you know, you you, you bond and yeah, you tell you, a story. How you been? What's going on? Yeah, like your outfit. Now you get on it, and you're like, I'm not even going to turn on my camera and mute. I'm just going to sit here yeah. in the background. You build contacts with people. Yeah, you know, I, actually, in in my world, um, they actually had gotten to a point where they were scheduling too many meetings. And like, then they had to like yeah. back it off. Cause it was like, they could just meeting you to death from like oh, 8, 8, God, 8 a.m. Yeah. to five in the afternoon. I still keep a full-time job. I keep telling myself I'm going to, you know, fold that up here soon. But how, how do you manage that, man? Oh man. Dude, what's your, what's your process? You what's your, people, my wife will tell me I don't manage it well at all, but, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you know, I think, regular uh, job. Yeah. You've got a tourism, Yacht company in another country. You've got yeah. multiple great club stores. What about the uh, the water business? Yeah, I'm actually getting. Well, like I say on the podcast, I guess I actually get ready to probably leave that. Okay. Um, well, we can. No, it's fine. It's, but you're it's, you're it's always okay. into something. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you, it, that's a great that's a great business. By the way, I just thought about it, and and you're with your kids playing. Yeah, you yeah. Know, baseball, and I, I I know that, and, and so. The water business, I will say this, the water business, just to go back to that, is it's not that it's a bad thing or, or it's just because of the other things I have going on, you have to sit back and go, okay, what can I really put my, my time towards? No. And I, I, I played the scenario out. If it played the way I wanted it to, would that be feasible for me to be a part of it? And so I I helped those guys kind of set up what they needed to set up for operations. And my chief operating officer, a really smart guy actually, uh, in the beverage business, um, you know, he, he's done his part and they just need to kind of go find their cash now and they can yeah. scale that business. So, and that's just not me being a part of it, which is fine. You yeah. know, there's stock options there and things like that. You probably got a out. pretty interesting education about it. I did. I did. Account. I know a lot about beverage now. So. You, that's the thing. You also know a lot about different areas of business and finance and things like that. So that, yeah. that serves you well. You're a numbers guy too. I, I feel like I am, but then like I, I got business partners, like my my one partner, Mike, he, he's just as much a numbers guy as me. And so sometimes you're like, okay, maybe I'm not as big a numbers, but generally, yeah. I mm. I like to at least think through a business and understand the economics of it. And then I'm certainly not the kind of guy who wants to scale everything to, you know, like an internet company. But, um, you know, I try to think through what the end state could look like and, how, mm-hmm. you know, how do you get there? And, you know, the trolley thing's probably a good example. Most people would kind of laugh that off. And, my, you know, I think, again, my wife or anybody else was kind of like, are you sure a trolley? Like, what does that have to do with anything? But mm-hmm. you like, start kind of playing the numbers out on it, and you think, okay, well, this is what you could do in a day. This is if you did it twice a day, if you did it five days yeah. a week. 
Yeah, two of them. Like done the done the same thing with the mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm all right if I have this many customers and I'm running this many per day and that and no. it does it. And I'm like, okay, at a certain point though, I have to like, I have yeah. at a certain there's a an inflection point where either quality drops off and everything, sure. or you have to scale it pretty big. Yeah, and. Yeah, you're right, hundred percent. I, I think right now, like I'm at the point where I'm trying to remove myself from the equation. Mm-hmm. That's hard for me to do because I just I wouldn't say I'm a, a micromanager by any means, but I have a very specific way that I know works for certain things, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to put that on someone else's plate. And I've certainly done that a lot, but there's certain things I'm still trying to like get off my plate and have someone else do. Is that your 70% rule? Yeah, that's the 70 I told you about. So I saw. Did you get that from your $100 book? No, no, I didn't get that from my $100 book. <laughs> Greatness. That's a good book, but I'm going to give that to you. Um, yeah. I'll let you borrow my copy. Yeah, you bought the, you bought the $100 book. I bought the $100 book. Yeah. Is it, is it good? Or? I'm 40 pages into it, and I started over twice because it's so thought-provoking. I thought, I really? just need to go back and read the first 20 pages again. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's, it's well-written, and it's it's not what... I mean, listen, you read enough books, you, you start to hear the same things. Yeah. And uh, this guy, uh, at least the first 40 pages, makes some points that... I mean, I wouldn't say that they're rocket science, but they're certainly written in a different way. He actually wrote that uh, Seven Days in Ozarks or Seven Days in... Utopia. Utopia. He's the same guy. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, he's a, so he's a Christian-based Robert. guy, I think, so... But, um... Yeah. I'm trying to read Jordan Peterson's... Uh, oh, Twelve Principles of Life? Yeah, it's the... It's his newer one, though. Jonathan oh, Randolph gave one. it to me for my birthday. Man, that's... And I started that's reading it. encyclopedia reading right there. Dude, that is a hard <laughs> read. I'm having to read it like... Kermit. That's like 10 real pages. He's not putting fluff in there to I get got, the page number up. <laughs> I got Kermit the Frog's like voice in my head trying to read this thing, and I'm like, what the hell did I just read? It's, I... Uh, yeah, I have that book. I can't. It, there's books on my shelf that I have that I like the idea of maybe reading it, but yeah. I haven't actually read it. No, that's one of those books. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's it. And then I got a pre, I got a pre, uh, pre-release copy of, uh, oh shoot, Ryan Mickler's book. He wrote, and that's the uh, Order of Man guy. So I got okay. that printed I'll out. Check and I'm that ready out. to go. Well, you no. always remember everybody's like name and stuff. I don't remember his name. I just know the book titles are. Uh, I'm, I'm decent at that. You're Sometimes. good at that. Sometimes. That's a salesman in you. You know people's <laughs> names. Dude, I'm bad at that. I'm, I'm so like, I can, I know names, but I can't remember faces. I've okay. got that thing where yeah. like, I'll see somebody's face and I need to see it like 30 times in a good row. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm the same way. I try not to be that way with, especially with like my team, because that comes yeah. across really poorly. Yeah. But what I have to do is kind of, I'm real ADD, I guess, or when people always, I think everybody says they're ADD, but I have to really be in the moment with someone and looking at them. And I hate that thing where you're talking to somebody and they tell you name, you know, in like 10 seconds, they're like, shit, what was his name? Yeah, I usually, if I introduce my wife to you first, then that's because yeah. my wife knows to step I, in. And, I, I, <laughs> and same thing. I tell, I tell my wife, I tell her, like, look, if I don't introduce you, I'm going to introduce you to them and yourself, you introduce yourself. Ask their name. <laughs> yeah. Do that. Hey, actually, you know, I was thinking about the other day. So my wife's actually doing this gala for the Galveston County Police. Oh, yeah. And I was remembering the, the gala that you guys had us go to, uh, your friends. What was that gala? It was at South Shore oh, Harbor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Crystal's yeah, one was, for Mission Move. Yeah, Mission Move, yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, so she's on the back end of that, helping set one up for late October for all the Houston police officers, Galveston police officers. Is that the Galveston Island police? Yeah, yeah. So she's on the committee. They're real nice ladies. Nice. They're, all, they're all from, I think they're most like friends with people, but it seems like I'm... She's volunteering, and I'm having to give prizes and stuff for the the cows. We're giving like a cruise away and some things. I know my wife's on a this that's that must be the new thing because my wife's on the she's working for the gala for the uh, women's pregnancy crisis center. Okay, they're doing one for that too. So when's that? I don't know. It's got a table for sale. I keep hearing about tables for sale. Tables for sale, man. <laughs> Let's start a table business. That's what we need to yeah, do. Yeah. You could just sell tables. I actually have a friend from uh, high school, acquaintance from high school, and he owns like a, I don't know, one of those places that does all the tables and- Party rentals. Yeah, for like weddings and stuff. Like He's yeah. like the biggest one in Galveston. I, I wouldn't know the name, but he's the biggest one in Galveston. Todd just sold his uh, bounce house and- Oh, did he? rentals and all that he had, yeah. I bet that was, yeah. I remember he was talking about getting it, and he ended up getting it, huh? He got it. He ran it for a while, and then he sold it. Yeah. I think he just, but he's also traveling now, and so he's like, it, like the thing about business is, do you try and go in and scale this thing as large as you can, and or do you like get to the point where it's like, you know what, this is... Listen, it's tough in this neighborhood. Most people in this neighborhood make a couple hundred grand a year, right? Mm-hmm. That's good income, and... To get a business that makes a couple hundred grand a year that replaces that income is not easy. No. And that's everyone on the street. I mean, everybody in this neighborhood, they all do well. Yeah. You know, and so everyone has their own form of golden handcuffs and not saying he does, but you can't go out and open a hot dog stand if you want to replace a $200,000, you know, income. Yeah. These better be the like <laughs> most badass hot dogs ever. I bet you could, but it would yeah. take... Your, but your there's a guy out there who's got a hot dog stand, and he's he's like, no, you can yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get that. I mean, unless you're a lucky dog drunk on Bourbon Street, and you probably make a couple of hundred grand on that one. I, hey, we're going to New Orleans in two weeks. You are. My wife's got like the Ooh. whole agenda. Like, just just me and the wife for three or four days, and we've got like uh, I don't know, like jazz jazz tickets, some like hole in the wall jazz place. You have to like pre book a month in advance. And really, yeah, like we're going to a couple like uh, Tipitinas or. Man, I knew you'd ask me that. I don't know. I'll send you. you don't know. I'll send you the agendas. Just, we have like dinner where plans. Are we going? Yeah. Where you got? We're staying plans downtown, at? some famous little hotel down there. Nice. Um, I haven't been to New Orleans in forever. My wife has never been, so uh, I hear. I hear it's different than it's always been, but we're doing a bunch of adult stuff, so yeah, maybe it that's won't good. As much. Kelly and I were talking about. You know, we have companion pass on Southwest, and yeah. we we're just talking about like, why don't we just fly to New Orleans and That's just go and go spend bucks. a night? Yeah, and one ticket was free, so it was like fifty bucks. Yeah. You got so. a companion pass too? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've got it already through twenty three. Put it in different next year. Yeah, so. we, that's a I love Southwest. I do too, but man, flights lately. Like we were gonna go to Napa, just the two of us for a few days, and like tickets are like nine hundred bucks to San Francisco, some craziness. Damn. Yeah, it's like this, that's like what you used to pay to go to France. Well, they're having to do that now because they don't have enough pilots. They don't have enough. I mean, that's why all these flights are getting canceled. Yeah. They don't have enough pilots. They don't have enough crew. They don't have anything like that. Yeah. You know, so what do you do? Well, you cancel a bunch of flights and jack up the ones. Raise where, you your know, prices, yeah. You know, they, they, they've done their math to know, like, these are the ones that we logistically probably yeah. can't cancel. So we need to have these going. So. Turks the same way. I mean, when I first started the business down there in 2019, I think the tickets on the Southwest were like 400 bucks, and now they're like 900 bucks. You yeah. know, they're double the price. So it's even tough for me to go down there and just work. You know, yeah. it's 
It's expensive. Take a trolley. <laughs> yeah, take a trolley. We'll do that. So you'll see the man's turquoise and white. It looks cool. You're gonna. You probably need to start like a. You're gonna find a cruise ship. <laughs> Not a big one. Oh well, you we're know, looking like at a bigger boat. Yeah. A cruise ship, like leaving out of Galveston, or you know, yeah. to like the Turks boat that takes you there, and then it comes yeah. back and we, stops uh, in oh, Jamaica along the way. Yeah. So nobody does like multiple island. Uh, trips in that part of the Caribbean. You usually have to get on a boat in Miami or a boat in Nassau, Bahamas to mm-hmm. like go like real island hopping. Yeah. Or you can go to like, uh, what is it, St. Thomas where they have all the catamarans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the moorings. I don't know if you've seen those. They have like literally 300 catamarans in this one island and people just get on them for a week and, you know, go visit islands and pull up to beaches and stuff. St. Thomas? It, it, it's or- one of the Virgin Islands, one of the U.S. Virgin Islands. I've been to St. Martin, St. John, St. Could be St. John. I, I think I was know. in St. Thomas. Yeah, it's one of those. But um, no one really does it in Turks and Caicos. Of course, everybody goes to Provo, which is what you, when you think of Turks and Caicos, you're thinking of Prov- Providentialis. Hmm. But we're looking at like a hundred and, uh, we keep going with that back and forth. We're going to buy like a hundred and ten foot yacht. Yeah, I know, but my, I think my business partner, Mike, would have to drive it. I don't know if he'd trust anybody down there to drive a boat that size. So it's a matter of, does he want to live there? <laughs> like, really, Mike, come on. Yeah. Get there's, it. There's some sexy boats that you can get in that, in that size. So. Yeah. But you got to pay all cash for it. That's the problem. So. Just get the, call it a student loan, man. Get <laughs> yeah. it forgiven. Yeah. You got it. We'll see. I don't know. We'll have to, I'm curious how this uh, economy goes the next year or two before I go buy more boats. Uh, <laughs> Buying like the worst thing you should buy in a bad uh, economy is uh, <laughs> boats. But here I am. If it floats, flies. Or <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ran it. <laughs> well, yeah. But no, nah, it's been it's been good, man. We had a uh, we have. I was showing my buddy the other day. We we had uh, the guy from the Lakers. I mean, he plays for the Timberwolves. Uh, Bass, uh, Shay. Last name Shay. Mm. I don't know, some don't basketball know. player. Nice guy. So yeah. we have all sorts of people like that on there. Well, yeah, y'all, but you're providing a luxury service on that. Yeah. And, and oh, that's yeah. not something, you know, you're not going to get. And that's what I've found too, like with Airbnb, is you, you have a certain price point to attract a certain client. You know, you don't want somebody who's going to come in and tear your shit up, but you want to have somebody who's probably going to have. You want somebody that's going to know how to act yeah. when they get on the boat. Yeah. I mean, we certainly or they get some in the party house. cruise, but yeah, yeah, we have, I mean, I've seen all of it, man. Yeah. We've taken out couples on a 65 foot yacht and yeah. taken out 15 people in the same boat and yeah, they get a little roundier. Yeah. The guys know how to handle that though. They, I mean, they do it every day. Yeah. That's... They know how to fake your drink. If you start getting too drunk, they'll <laughs> start getting just the punch, none of the rum, you know? Yeah. They'll 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 wean you back before you even know they've weaned you back. So yeah. all you gotta that's whenever you start just like telling them you're like, watch out, man, this one's a stiff one. And yeah, you know, yeah. Although poor, I say that I don't know. I mean, I just know that they're. I always tell them I'm like, look, I want people to have fun, but I don't want someone so drunk they're gonna fall off the side of the boat or hurt themselves. Yeah. I mean, it's always in the interest of like safety, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you get somebody who's just completely out of it on a boat, and the boat sways to the right because of a wave. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're hitting their head. Like, we're liable for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you have to be careful. You ready so, for baseball to start out? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's fall season, right? So, uh, it's been interesting, though. Hudson decided to go back. My youngest decided to go back and play, which he's done soccer for a while. And then, um, you know, Carson still enjoys it, still learning a lot. You know, he's Carson's had more of a kind of a work his way up from the bottom type of mm-hmm. 
experience, you know, but now he's at a point where he's actually pretty decent at baseball. I wouldn't say he's fantastic, but he's he's a pretty solid player in the select world and uh, he's learning a lot, but he's he's everything he's gotten is because he's had to work hard for it, which has been really cool to watch. That's, That's the part good. I'm more proud about than yeah. how good he is or not good he is. It's more show, about show me the effort. Yeah, the That's, effort, right? Like that, he didn't make the All Stars when he was younger, and then, and then he went and worked hard and yeah. you know That's made all teams. And then he made a really good team and had to watch again. You know, sit yeah. the bench, and that was a humbling thing for him. You know, so it's good. Let the let the kids be disappointed. Yeah, they'll be okay. They're yeah. kids. They're they're not like. Getting disappointment that's... Well, and he's hard on himself, so I have to... I've had to step back and not be as hard on him because he's already going to put that pressure on himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think... No, Hudson, a little different story. He's probably like, ah, he could care less. Yeah. <laughs> so... I think this season, not, you know, I've always been involved in the coaching one way or another, and I think this season I might just, like, step back and let someone else take those reins just because it's like... Are y'all doing oh, football now or no? We're doing baseball. Baseball? Yeah. We did jiu-jitsu, we did golf, we did basketball, soccer, all that stuff and everything, and it's coming back, and they want to play. Uh, Gus had his first, like, season of baseball, so he really liked that, and that kind of stirred Pip up, so he was like, I think I want to play they again. They playing at Bayside? Or yeah, they we're doing Bayside. Uh, what team are you on? Uh, Notre Dame with Pip, and then Gus is on the uh, Yard Goats. Okay. Yeah, Hudson's on, like, some random name, too. Yeah, these names, like... My buddy was telling me his kid was like, something pandas, and we're... Trash pandas. Trash pandas. What are yeah. we... I have to look it up, man. My wife's we're... the one that's on all of it. Yeah, we're on Notre Dame. But... Yeah, but it's going to be interesting. You know, Hudson... It... Rail riders. Rail, rail riders. I don't even know, like, what it is. I, <laughs> he's, mean, I think he's, he's like double A team somewhere. But yeah, so he wanted to do that, and I'm, I've been thinking, you know, my time and everything I have going on, and I'm like, you know, I'm usually in the middle of it, and I'm like, you know, I've, I've been like on these kids' asses and doing everything and being there like dad and coach, and it's like, you know what, I kind of want to just be a dad yeah, for a season. Oh yeah, it's actually funny, I've always done it with Carson until we got into select ball, and and. There's just dads that know more about baseball than I know. Yeah, you know? that's. But now Hudson's like, I'd like you to be out there, Dad. Well, this team's already got all their coaches settled, so I'm like, well, mm-hmm. I'll come spend time with you. And, yeah, you I th- I think the goes. way I'd rather do it is, you know, the way my time is. And Kelly and I were talking about our schedules, where we're going to be at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So surprisingly, right now we're looking at being open like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh wow! And I'd rather like. I'd rather be able to take time like on a Friday and a Saturday and be like, hey, let's hit some balls and throw some balls and have just like one-on-one time. Yeah. Instead of having to like be out on a field and coach and do all that. And, yeah. You know, I don't, I want to go watch a game from the stands. I haven't done yeah. that. Well, you'll enjoy it. I've been, I mean, I did it with Carson when he moved over to select and. It's actually kind of was my, my Lauren and I's time to just hang out. Yeah. <laughs> That's bit. the thing too. Like, yeah, you know, sit in the stand and just hang out, eat mm-hmm. some flower seeds, so hot dogs, pickles. Yeah, yeah, that's all that fun stuff. But I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to help Hudson a little bit more because he's just behind on it. He didn't play it. He played other sports. Yeah, Carson wants to play football. I just I'm not. I don't know anything about it and who does where to go. And all my buddies' kids are playing football. And he said they're all crying because the helmets are too tight. I'm like, <laughs> telling him like, you bunch of big head kids. I'm like, you want to go do this? These kids are. And Carson's like, you know. 
he sweats when he's working out. And I'm like, you'd be miserable in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's, I know that Hometown Heroes, is it? No, it's not Hometown Heroes. It's you know, the one past that. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, but I think, yeah, yeah. there's like a serious group over there. Yeah, so. I, I know there's a couple in the neighborhood that play like, the, it's like the 49ers, the League City 49ers. I know that's just everybody who's putting their thing out there, so. Yeah. It's, you know, where Carson plays baseball, we're over in Friendswood, so most of the kids are from Friendswood or Pearlands. So mm-hmm. Like, we only, I always hear about their areas worth of sports now versus League City or Kingdom. Yeah. And I don't know, we're, like I said, we might eventually move back over this way with select teams, but that's who he knows and where we played. And so, yeah. Um, I always hear about their teams over there. And I guess they had a football game where the Friendswood team played the League City team and won like 36 to 0. <laughs> so wow. My buddies are all giving me shit. They're all like, hey, yeah, you should put Carson on the League City team. They just won 36 to 0, you know? Dang. So, again, I don't know anything about football. So I was like, well, I'm not even sure what team you're talking about, what league we're discussing here. So. <laughs> Never yeah. give me a hard time. As long as the kids are having fun. Yeah, no, definitely. And these guys are all good guys. They're just, they know I'm from League City. Yeah. Because we drive the farthest away to, to go to practice. It's like 45 minutes each, you know, each way for practice. So That's. Yeah. Uh, uh, the more <laughs> I'm getting into it, it's funny. We, as, uh, we played an adult kickball game the other night. I saw that. I saw your photos. Yeah. And I'm still hurting from it. Is that it. like through church? What was that for? Nah, it's it's, people? it's people. And this is like the fourth year we've done it. And uh, it's so funny because, you know, I think I'm kind of in shape. And I go play kickball. Yeah. And I'm like hurting. Yeah. And I'm like, I need more functional fitness in my life. Like the, the rucking is maybe needs to step up the game a little more yeah. on that. You're not built for kickball. No, I'm not built anymore. for kickball. Dude, my, my hamstrings right now are so tight. Like I I put, I was taking my boot off and I'm like trying not to cramp up. <laughs> so who won? Did you guys? Oh, we got, I got my ass beat. Really? Our team, it was like 11 to nothing. After six innings, Jeez. Kelly kicked the ball and I got her out though, so that was kind of sweet. <laughs> oh, so you went yeah. on the winning team? Got my wife out on that. She was on the winning team. So what's this uh, farm thing I see back here? Because I, I saw you post it. What is that about? Are you are that's you able Mastermind to talk that? Group. It's okay. coming to life. Uh, it's going to be a twelve week Mastermind course for guys who are looking to. Uh, they maybe haven't experienced a little bit of drift in their life. They they want to get a little more calibrated, a little more focused, and it stands for fo- focused and <laughs> focused yeah. and roaded men. Uh, so we're Very gonna cool. we're gonna get some focus on your life. We're gonna we're gonna work the fields of your life and dig some roots down, and you know go through there. And then once you get through the twelve weeks, uh, it'll open you up to the co-op, and that's gonna be the next level of the mastermind group. So there's a there's a pre you have to go through one before you get to the other. Gotcha. And then uh, I've, I've got some guys interested in it. It's going to be launching soon. I'm. I feel yeah. I could see you doing that. Like you always like trying to help people. So I think that'd be interesting. Yeah. I hadn't talked to you about that yet, so I was curious. Yeah, I've uh, I've sat down with a few guys on it and just ran by them and what I'm doing and it's it's been a it's been a passion project something i've talked about for a long time and then finally i was just like you know i don't want to do this i'm gonna go for it yeah uh you know just why not launch another business what's the worst thing that happens nobody's interested or one guy joins and he gets one-on-one coaching yeah but it's a you know me man i like development i like growth i like that so that's gonna be a there's gonna be seasons you know uh where you work on you know this aspect 
and then you move progressively through. We get the tools ready, we get the mindset right, and then we go to work on it. And then we start and at the end of the twelve weeks. You've got harvest time when we're looking at hey, it's a it's a real qualitative and quantitative approach to your life and how you're looking at it. Is you there know? like a like a book you go through, or is it like no, a dude, class I'm doing, you take? I'm, or I'm like dealing this on my own. I built this thing up from the ground up. Wow. It's but it's taken. Like you said, you know, you read so many books, you hear the same thing over and over again. This is just my twist on it. There's there's resources like, hey, this podcast, this book, this is what you lose, you know. Uh, yeah. So, cool, but it's man. it's going to be a community once a week, and then virtual meetings, and but then there's going to be more. I'm I'm looking to do maybe some get together some men get togethers maybe even a one big trip you know yeah once a year maybe you go up to colorado maybe we go to turks who knows ride a trolley (laughs) ride a boat you know something big like that and bring in some speakers and things like that so uh i toyed with doing a mastermind group and not at all like um like what you're doing but it was more like just business stuff just because sometimes you feel like you're by yourself in business you know Mm -hmm. and buddy of mine buddy of mine and i were talking about it just you know certain guys at certain levels in business not people who want to be in business people no, who are in no, business yeah. already have things going on you know how are they navigating that stuff and just getting some guys together and, and doing but much different focus but yeah i guess for lack of a better term same word mastermind was no. what kind of came up when we talked about it i just I'm, don't know i'm organized enough to drive something like that so yeah i'm sure you can put something together it's <laughs> like i've got the, the outline for the the meetings we've got the the one thing that i'm working on right now is the intake form which is going to give me the assessment of you know where you are in life at this moment and it and it's funny you know in the beginning we talked about the five areas well for me it's seven okay oh uh, and it's the fields of your life and you know what do they look like what do you feel like you are where do you want to be where do you want to you know it, it's it's asking very difficult questions about yourself yeah and being ruthlessly honest like whenever i started you know back in 2019 i I, I asked myself some really hard questions so and then progressively going through and doing it in a group like you know every time whenever i'd go on a ruck or something i had todd there you were there uh, my buddy's tim coming on me now on the weekends we'd have rucks and everything like that and it's, it's a chance for some guys to walk walk their fields together yeah when does it start uh in september it's going to be okay. launching. So within the next week, yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's close. I've, <laughs> I've been, I've got a, a list of guys who are interested right now and I've just been slowly dripping stuff out to them about it. Uh, yeah. Like how do you uh, make sure you get the right group of guys who are going to lean in? Cause if they don't, you know, I feel like if you, you get people who are semi interested, but like everything in life, you need people who are like, that was the email that went out today. Are you interested? Or are you committed? Cause that's the thing. You could be interested in doing this thing, but if you're oh, not yeah, committed, yeah. you're going to, yeah, and you, you're going to waste time, you're going to waste money, you're going to waste energy, and I don't want you to do that, and I don't want you to waste mine or the yeah. other men in the group. So I'm looking, I'm looking for the right guy, and that's what a lot of the things that I'm doing ahead of time are for. Yeah. So So you all get together like once a week? or Yeah, it'll be a once a week. It'll be a virtual meeting. Uh, if guys are local, maybe every fourth meeting, once it will be like in person or something. So I have never done a mastermind of any kind. They're great. They're, I, I I hear a lot of people talk about them. I've just never done. I think you had a you had a guy on here, uh the the tra- the junk yeah junk pickup guy. He's like part of like two of two of them. them yeah. 
I just thought that was, I thought that was interesting. I listened to that one day and I thought, man, I, maybe I should be in one of these things. I, I've never in one, you know? So they're, they're, they're very beneficial. They've, they've gone back forever. Like Zig Ziglar was the one who made, yeah. made them real popular. Uh, there, there are so many conform to different ones. Like whenever I started becoming a dad, I joined one for dads. Uh, and that was really good. Uh, I've been a part of like a few little groups and meetups and things like that. That going. But the same things like going to your regular, like if your church has a men's night that yeah. they meet up, it's it's Small the same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. So you get together, you have a purpose, you have a mission, you know. But you're you're going through it. It 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 really helps because <clears throat> you you get around other guys, and the the way I always talk about it is everybody's got a different walk in their life, and some guy might be walking behind you. But he's walking a little faster, and eventually he's going to catch up to you. And there's something y'all can talk about. Yeah. And then he might go on a little further, or you actually might start walking a little faster. You may be walking side by side with those same guys the whole time, but it's it's a different progression. How many people are you trying to have in it? Do you know The, the group I'm trying to stay around is 12 people. It's a good size. It's a good, it's a manageable number. It's for what I want this to be and do. It, like I said, it's a it's a twelve week recalibration, but it's also going to be like a total like. Let's be very honest about if you're really committed to this, what's getting ready to happen in your life over the next twelve weeks mm-hmm. and a year and further out, and that's the thing that it's a transformation process. And yeah. a lot of time, you know, whenever somebody does take on something like that, everybody tells them like, "Oh, it's going to be great. You're going to do this. You know, you're going to have this." But nobody talks about the no. Let me tell you about what's really going to happen. Yeah. To you, because it's not easy. It's yeah. not. Let me tell you about your friends. Let me tell you about your family. Let me tell you about your the imposter syndrome. Let me tell you about the doubts. Let me tell you about the burnout. Let me tell you about almost like in business. Yeah. You know, you go online, you see everybody doing amazing in business. You don't know, you don't see behind whenever the guy's like, holy shit, how am I going to cash flow this thing? Yeah. Like, how am I, I just had to hit a huge bill and repair, but I got to do this. How am I going to, you know? Yeah. And that's where, you know, if you're around another guy who's in the business also, and you can sit down and be like, you know, all right, what are y'all experiencing? What's, what's going on? Man, I'm running into this thing. There may be that other guy who says, you know what, I've done that too. Mm-hmm. Here's how I got it. Here's how I dealt with it. Are you looking for a certain type of person who's trying to, I mean, I know you, you're you kind of explaining yeah. like the, using the seasons and the fields and... But are you looking for people who are looking for a certain type of thing in their life? Or are you just looking for guys who are kind of saying, I don't know what it is I want to fix? Or are you looking for very specific, like, I want to work on my you know, family life or I want to work on my professional life? I'm looking for that guy who... Perfect example of wakes up, heads out the door, kisses the wife and kids goodbye, drives to work stays at work all day, comes back home, sits on the couch, uh, you know, or tucks his kids in and he's just repeating that day over and over. He's not he doesn't have a routine. He's in a rut. Yeah. He's got no he probably doesn't work out but believes he's in good shape. He probably has an idea of a business he wants to start or something try, but yeah. he doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. Or he's too scared to. He wants to maybe he doesn't have the relationship with his wife or his kids that 
he would like to have, or maybe he thinks it's great, but it's really not. Him and his wife probably haven't, you know, only sleep together twice a year on that side. Yeah. So that's who I want. Yeah. I want that guy who, who will say like, I won't even say it, but maybe come and be like, you know what? If this that, is all it is. Something's not working. <laughs> something's not. Something's not working. Yeah, and I and I need to get it corrected. Yeah. So interesting. You know, okay. I mean, it, it's one of those things that I see most guys like whenever I talk to other guys and I'm meeting and talk, and I hear things and I'm just like, dude, you are like, you're in a rut. You're either yeah. like or. Just conversations you hear. Yeah. You know. You'd love to tell me, tell me how that's going. I'm, I had, I'm curious. I mean, it's funny, but like, I was, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was talking about like, yeah, it always, one of the biggest things you can do is like, how often are you, you know, getting together with your wife? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's been a while. Why? I don't know. We're busy. Too busy to, you know? <laughs> yeah. Really? It could take me. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I'm not here. But, you know, it's like, well. It's the beginning of the end. But then you start hearing, well, she doesn't. Yeah. Or the kids don't. You know, it's never a, man, you know what? I don't I don't put enough time into romance. And I don't put enough time into the. It's always, I can pick it out. Yeah. I've read enough books. I've read en- I've had enough conversations. I've seen enough things, you know. Yeah. I mean, Lauren and I, we certainly have to work at it. But uh, I remember when we had kids, it was like, a, we were so used to not having kids, right? And you go to yeah. dinner three, four nights a week and you connect that way because you don't have any other things to do. Yeah. And you have kids and you like wake, wake up and you're like, oh, shit, we actually have to work in our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> or That's not, the thing. Or it's not going to go well. Yeah. Or, uh, you know. or else you're out doing this and with the kids and then she's around there and you're like yeah. two shows. You're not doing the wrong things. Not. You're just not doing anything with each other. Right. So. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, that's in, that, you have to be intentional. Yeah. I certainly am trying to figure that out and, constantly, but yeah. And and if you're if you're working on it and you understand it and you realize it, your life can be really good. Yeah, you don't have to get it right, but if you're a conscious aware of it and you make an attempt, your your life is will be okay. You will see progress made. You will. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I mean, I was laughing tonight because. Uh, Carson, we were in the car, and Lauren was reading off, I don't know, like a couple of restaurants, asking me which one I'd rather go to when we were in New Orleans. And Carson's like, well, that's not fair. I want to go to New Orleans. And I told, <laughs> I looked back and go, when you get a wife, you can take your wife to New Orleans. I'm taking your mommy, and you're not coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but he sees that, right? And he realizes, okay, my parents go do things, just yeah. the two of them. You know? well, I, we tell our kids, you know, like, mom and daddy need a date night. We need to get together. We need to do this. You yeah. know, and like... <sighs> My wife probably thinks I'm stupid for this, but the way that, like, if when we were playing baseball, every time when she was in the stands and I was always dropping the ball, I'd come, I'd make my way when the inning was done and I'd walk by, I'm like, hey, pretty lady. And, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'll flirt with my wife in public because it's just one of those things like, all right, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to, it may embarrass her a little bit, but yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's the way I do it, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> So you're looking to help guys who maybe found themselves in different parts of their life uh, yeah. stagnant. Yeah. That'd be good, man. I think you'll be good at that. Mm-hmm. You've kind of done that a little bit on your walks. So yeah. now you're putting a little bit more uh, 
I'm just uh, trying to see if I can help them. Classroom setting, I guess. And if I can... You if might, I can, at the very yeah. least, you'll make some very good close connections with people. Yeah. Right? That's what I'm about, man. I like I like the connections. I like sitting down and talking with guys. One of the reasons I do this, you know, I, I sit down and want to learn from people. I want to talk to people. But I also want to help people. I yeah. want to... In fact, you, my... You probably like this book, Greatness, by the way. Which one? It's the book, the, the $100 yeah. book you've given me shit about. Can't give you 20 bucks for it? Yeah. <laughs> you can read it for 20 and I'll have, let somebody buy it. Probably go find it. Right. Yeah. It's good, though. It talks a lot about, uh, I say it talks a lot about, the first 40 pages talk a little bit about this idea of, you know, chasing greatness and, and how do you end up in a place where you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's selflessness is mm-hmm. what you figure out. or And uh, the guys who, who chase just their own namesake are the ones mm-hmm. that end up being unhappy. And the guys that chase something greater than themselves. Yeah. Whatever that is, it's, it, they have more fulfilled fulfillment, I guess, if you will. Yeah. So I have a a formula. It's my success fulfillment because the coach I'm working with right now, she's. I got a lot. Like, of where stuff. do you get a coach? You say you just casually mention you have a coach. Like, yeah, you're like coach. the yellow, like, like yellow pages. Where do you where do you find a coach at? <laughs> Very fortunate that my work will uh, provide one. Really, through a service. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you want to get better. Wow. We'll get you a coach. And I'm like, yes, I want to get better. And she's very, she's been very helpful, like understanding, like took my strength test and things like that. And you find out your strengths and your areas of improvement, not your weakness, your areas of improvement. Yeah. So she's like, what do we do? What do you want to work on? I was like, all right, well, these areas of improvement, like this, I want to deal with this and stuff like that. And she was like, can I make a recommendation? I'm like, yeah, sure. She's like, don't focus on those. Yeah. Like okay, well, how do I get better in those areas? She goes, you don't. Yeah. She's like, they'll, they'll come along. She's like, but you have these five areas right here that you're really good at. Yeah. Go with what you're good at. And so, I'm like, all right. And so we work through some stuff and uh, getting some of the head trash out. You know, getting taking making sense of some of the thoughts in the head and uh, built my success formula that. I understand with with my strengths if I'm working in these areas I'm I'm doing okay. And they're the things that probably bring you joy as well, I imagine. Yeah. And it and it's it's pretty let's see if I can rattle this off. So it's it's really successful fulfillment is what I'm trying to achieve. Are you gonna layer some of that process into this mastermind a little bit? Like helping people see that as well? Possibly so. Oh, uh, so my, my formula is my faith mm-hmm. plus my commitment and passion and confidence executed at a steady pace is my successful fulfillment. Okay. And the successfulness is the accomplishment, achieving, and the fulfillment is a rewarding legacy. So. Cool. That's mine. And it's, it's helped me to stay focused keep my eye on the prize and and i also check in with it so if i'm not if i'm not working on my faith like if something's off i go back to that and i'm like all right my faith is have i been reading the bible have i been studying have i been working on that okay i've been doing that or i'll take a look and say like all right am i operating on something that's in my passion wheelhouse okay that's good have i been committed to it have i been executing on it consistently you go back to like the basics and get yourself yeah 
I tune myself back up and I'm ready to go. And she helped you kind of figure that out. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. That's, and like one of the things that I scored really highly on was coaching and growth. Yeah. Growth mindset and coaching. And she's like, you're prime for this. Yeah. Because I always told her, I was was telling her about like our rucks and uh, things we went on. And she's like, well, why do you do that? I was like, I just like getting together with a bunch of guys and we talk and we get to know each other and introduce people to other people. And she was like, there it is. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, you have to let me know how it goes. I think oh. Siri just thought we called her name. Hmm? I said Siri just went off over there. Yeah, she did. Your Alexa over here just lit up. Oh, she's listening. Yeah. No telling what she's got, so. Well, cool, man. Wait. Yeah, man, it's good to come finally talk to you. I know. We, we've been talking about it for like a year. I know. And I felt uh, like I was blowing you off. I was like, man, Buster's going to think I don't want to do it. I'm, I was like, I'm going to take some time and go dude, see him. No, so. you're, you're one of those guys. I know it'll happen when it happens. Yeah, uh, that's good. It, it's, man, I can, I'm one of those guys that are like, I may not see you for a while, but man, I'm praying for you. And I know I'm seeing the success y'all having. So that's good, man. Yeah, no, it's been good. We've been blessed. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm sure yeah, we'll see how it goes long term. But mm-hmm. for now, we've been, we've been pretty blessed. So, yeah. So if you're in the area, get your hair cut at Great Cliffs. <laughs> yeah. If you're in Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Go for Poseidon. Dude, I love your shirt, too. I still, I rock. Dude, those shirts are comfortable. If you look at, go look at pictures of me. I'm wearing that shirt probably in like eight out of ten of them. Dude, that shirt, so that shirt is the same shirt that at Clear Creek Community Church they use. It's like a, it's like a blended shirt. It's like a soft tee. Yeah. They call it soft tee. Well, Jared gave me a shirt for uh, the, uh, the coastal junk removal and... Like, it's the same thing, and I wear that one. So I'm like, I'm just going to make a collection of, like, well, my dude, buddy's business insurance. Turk's Tour Company, we're going to have a lot more retail in that one. We actually have a store we're going to be putting together. And Koozies and It's merch. got the whole deal. I, not merch. because I, I, I don't think of that as, like, a way to make a bunch of money, but uh, it's just more of the branding of that yeah. on the island and things like that. So, you know, there's going to be coffee packs. and salt and all sorts of stuff. Fanny packs. Fanny packs, yeah. Dude, they're the legit. I've got one. My wife had them. They went to Sedona and they all got her and all the girls had fanny packs. Yeah, that looks like a fun trip she had. She had a really good trip. She had a lot of people reach out to her about that trip, actually. Uh, Well, that's where Kelly wants to go for her 40th. Well, Lauren has like the whole, you know, Lauren, her friends like to like put together like these elaborate agendas over the type A stuff. So I'm like, I haven't reached out to Lauren. I think, I mean, a couple people reached out to her and she enjoyed it. I mean, I think it, the place goes to bed at like nine o'clock. So it's not one of those places you go to like no, party cool. all night. But if you want to like get out there and like, you know, be out in nature or do some things, it's cool for that's that. That's what I want to do. I want to hike. I want to, we want to hike. We want to see things. We want to yeah, yeah. eat and do Well, that. Sedona's supposed to be pretty nice. So mm-hmm. she enjoyed it. Cool, man. Well, appreciate you coming out here. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having and, uh, me on. Yeah. So. All right, man. Cool. Cool. Thanks. All right, guys, that was my episode with Chris Palmer, a outstanding businessman, development family man. Uh, you know, you kind of wonder sometimes, how can a guy do all he can do and still be involved with his family and friends and travel and do all those things? Chris has found that way. He's also found a way to keep going in business. You heard him here. He talked about how some of his setbacks he had, failures, things like that, but he kept going, kept going, kept trying. And, you know, that's the part of this. You want to get into business, you want to try something, try it. You may fail, but give it a try. 
as always, thank you for listening. And coming up soon, The Farm Mastermind Group. If you're interested, you're a man, you want to get better at life, click the link in the show notes, join us, take a shot. What do you got to lose? As always, thanks for listening. Say hi to your mom and him.